everyday, ordinary people living extraordinary lives. For the next few minutes, join me as I introduce you to some of them. We need to meditate and really find a balance within ourselves, within our lives, so that way we can function to the best of our ability. I'm B. Moore, and welcome to Conversations. What's your favorite spice? Salt, pepper, garlic powder, curry powder. Well, my next guest is a musical artist who is very spicy. Hi, everyone. My name is Sion. I am a singer, songwriter, actress, and record label owner. I am so happy to um, be sharing with you all today the release of my latest Well, welcome to Conversations with Be More Sion. I am so delighted to have you here as my guest, and we'll, we'll just dive right in. You know, your name, and I understand that you have Caribbean roots, uh, that your parents are from Trinidad and Tobago. Yes. And, yeah, that's awesome. And so your name, Sion, actually stands for Sweet and Lovable. It does. It does. And, and that is... I think very typical for um, <laughs> one who who hails from the islands. Everything is sweet and lovable. But I, I like to add spicy as well because just like my song, Hot Sauce, just like my my um, my parents' country, Trinidad and Tobago, everything is always spicy on the other side. So it does mean sweet and lovable. Scion means sweet and lovable. And my mother named me Scion, actually. And um, I think it's very fitting for my for for who I am as a person, and I think it's it's a beautiful name. It is a beautiful name. It really is. I, absolutely, I would agree, hundred percent. So, tell me a little bit about those Caribbean roots, and and you know, I I know that you are here from the states, but your parents, as immigrants from the Caribbean, tell me about some of the influences that that you had as a result of that. Well, as a result of my parents migrating from Trinidad and Tobago to America, I think what I really um, got from them is their their hardworking ethics and just the um, the the foundation that nothing in life comes easy. You really have to work for it. You really have to. Um, get your education because my mother is very big on education, um, and my father, from on his side, he came to America as a musician. He was a touring musician. He was a pianist and for a well-known folk artist. And from him, I just he experienced the life that I'm still experiencing, and he he has advice to give uh, on that. And so, of course, he's guiding me throughout. The entire process and uh, both of my parents I should say are guiding me throughout the entire process I'm not on my own um, family is is very big to us um, that is the core to who I am as an individual of course and as an artist so 
that is something that's been instilled in me uh, since I was very young to to have immigrant parents and this this sense of unity no matter what um, that is very important to us along with achieving our goals and I think a lot of people can relate to that when we have family members who who hail from a different country and they struggle to to adjust to this this new life this new world and I think right now we're all in some type of adjustment period um, forcefully because of what's going on in our society with the coronavirus and the global pandemic. So in a sense, we're all uh, going through the journey, uh, a different journey, but of what it means to adjust to a new life and um, still rise above the circumstances. Certainly, certainly. And you hail from the epicenter of this coronavirus, New York City. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more, but how did you discover music? It sounds like you come from a musical family, so that's awesome. Yeah, well, my, like I said earlier, my father um, came to America as a musician, and just naturally, my actually, I didn't, I've never really talked about this too much because I've never met my, my grandfather on my, on my father's side, but my father... Uh, my father's father, my grandfather, in Trinidad, he was actually a famous musician called um, Ben Courtney. He had an orchestra, Ben Courtney Orchestra. And I used to see pictures when I was younger um, of newspaper articles framed around the house of my grandfather, who I've never met, um, playing with his, his orchestra, his band. And I always wanted to have some kind of connection to him. So I saw one particular um, picture where he was playing a, a saxophone. So instantly I picked up the saxophone at the age of nine, but of course I started singing at the age of three. So I think naturally music has always been in my DNA. It's been innate for some reason. My mother has some singers and musicians in her family. So just being around an environment where people love music and enjoy music only helped to um, instill that same love and joy in me for the uh, for music so um, naturally I started singing in church when I was three of course picked up the saxophone when I was around eight or nine um, to have some kind of connection to my grandfather who has long passed um, and then I've, I've continued with my music journey um, ever since that's wonderful. So you you are a multi instrumentalist, voice and saxophone. Now, are there any other instruments that you play? I do um, play the the piano and um, the ukulele, and I dabble with the guitar. I'm not the greatest yet, but we have a lot of time on our hands, so I'm I'm strengthening the skills that I've been neglecting for a while. <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome. So you know, you you actually decided to pursue music in college. Um, so the thing is, I was pursuing music a little prior before I got to college. I was doing it, but not, I, I wasn't taking it on, um, as a career initially. I was just, you know, when you have hobbies and you're interested, you love doing something, but you don't really see it as a career path for you because there's no guaranteed security. So I was initially going to college for nursing, 
Um, but I was doing singing on the side. I was performing in concerts. I had recorded some music. I had released some music. And um, I wasn't sure if music was going to be the career path for me. So I took the safe route. And I um, initially went to school for nursing. About a month or two into um, my, my acceptance to the nursing program at the College of Mount St. Vincent, I should say I rerouted my mind, I rerouted my life, and I pulled out of that school, and I went into a, a performing arts college and earned a degree for fine arts, that's, in fine arts. Wow, that's wonderful. And and from what I understand, you have a pretty well-versed career in um, musical theater. So tell me a little bit about that. Right, so um, I... Around, I want to say 15 years old, I discovered this new world, and this new world was the world of theater. My godmother was in the Broadway production of The Color Purple. She was a church lady, Yolanda Wins, and by way of her, I was able to open my mind to the, the world of performing, singing, and dancing on stage and telling a story. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. I felt so, I don't know, I was just so inspired as, as a young girl, just, just sitting in the chair watching these people tell this beautiful story, and especially a story of people of color and how you can rise above uh, a situation no matter what if you have the the mindset the willpower to overcome such an obstacle and it was it was amazing and I got that as, as a teenager I got that sitting in, in the audience so I saw the production of the color purple about uh, three times and then of course in high school I got my own uh, glimpse of how that world operated when I auditioned for the musical that they were hosting, not hosting, but the musical production of the year, which was called Little Shop of Chorus. And of course, it was it was my first time um, in a musical because having parents from the island, that's not something that is typical down there. I don't know if times have changed and they do have musical productions down there now, but um, it's just not something that I grew up knowing about. So when I got an uh, audition for the, the musical at my high school, Little Shop of Horrors, and I, I got the role of Crystal, I did my homework. I watched the, the movie version of the musical, Little Shop of Horrors, which I think almost everyone has seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just fell in love with it. And I said, wow, this is such a different world. But I love how it combines all these artistic traits. You, you have singing, you have dancing, you have acting. And then, of course, you have the technical side. You have the lighting. You have the crew. You have set design. And all these wonderful things merging together. And it was just beautiful artistry. And, of course, uh, from, from that, from high school, I did it, of course, in college. And then after college, I, I got into the world of, of traveling and touring and, and doing my own productions. Um, well, not my own productions, but being hired uh, in, in other productions and musicals, uh, Sister Act, Dream Girl, Hairspray, all these wonderful shows, and just carrying out a dream that I was was open to and learned about. It has only helped and propelled 
me as as a recording artist and singer today. That's wonderful, Sion. And in fact, I, I want to ask you specifically about that in terms of how having all of that production experience in terms of musical theater has influenced your production work around your, your music currently. And, and before we go there, let me ask you about how you made the shift to focus on music specifically. Well, the thing about uh, the, the world of musical theater and being in production after production, um, a lot of people don't really express this, or some of them do express it, and I've overlooked that, but um, it's very time-consuming, and I think, um, well, not I think, but just just bottom line, it's time-consuming, and it's, it's wonderful when you're in production after production, but sometimes you want to focus on other things, and in order to focus on other things, you may have to remove yourself from the thing that's taking up the most time in your life. But I do want to thank my theatrical background for instilling in me time management, discipline, stamina, and all these things that are necessary in order to have longevity in my career today. Um, I wouldn't have been able to perform my own concert productions had it not been for the, the theatrical training that I had doing all of these these dance heavy shows or these, these, these two hour shows. But the reason why I made the shift was because I felt like I was becoming creatively stagnant and I needed to allow myself the creative space necessary to express whatever I felt I wanted to express. And the best way for me as an individual to express is to write and record my own material. And I was trying to do it simultaneously, but I was having a tough time executing um, my, my work apart from being in these productions, these theatrical shows. So I said to myself that I have to take a break and focus on what it is that I want to focus on because it's going to satisfy me in the, in, in the long term end of, of things. So I decided to step away um, from the musical theater world just so that I can have time to record new music, which I did. And I, that's why I was able to release my Two Worlds EP last year and, of course, record a whole new array of music which I will be releasing sometime this year but of course the the spearhead to 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 that new music that's coming is hot sauce and I'm so thankful that I did take the time to reevaluate to self-reflect because sometimes we get into this motion of work 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 and we forget that we need to self-reflect, we need to self-care, we need to meditate, and really find a balance within ourselves, within our lives, so that way we can function to the best of our abilities. Certainly. No, that's great. That's great. So tell me a little bit about your songwriting in terms of what inspires you in terms of your songwriting. What inspires me in terms of my songwriting? Life. Experience. There's a lot of things that I pull inspiration from um, besides life and experience. For me, I'm a very emotional writer. I'm an emotional person. And I think that 
helped me be truthful when it comes to my writing, especially um, like my song, Two Worlds Remember, or Deep End. I want to give a special shout out to the producers for that song, um, B-Notes and Chris Courtney, um, because for me, just releasing those emotions by way of songwriting is catharsis. I know some people tend to release by saying it out loud, but I, I, for me, decide to release by singing it or writing it down because it helps me reflect more. It helps me to meditate and it calms my mind. It calms my emotions because I can see it on paper and and I can I, I can feel that pain and I can let it go and I can push it aside and, and I'm on to the next. So for me, that's how I write. And I'm so thankful with, with the new set of music that I've been recording that I, I opened up my my um my doors, I should say, my musical doors to a new set of producers, and I even opened it up to a co-writer, so that way I can have uh, a different experience with my writing, because sometimes we get so caught up with, with one style of writing, one style of music, and we it's hard for us to, to shift from that. And if you're just joining us, welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, B. Moore. And my guest for today is Sion. She's an artist, songwriter, actress, and record label owner. So, Sion, tell me about the artists that you listen to who have inspired you in terms of maybe stylistically or, you know, just in terms of their sound that you're trying to um, evoke and maybe invoke in terms of your music. Right. So, for me... Um from the very beginning, an artist who I fell in love with vocally um, was Whitney Houston because she really spoke to my soul. And even watching her perform, it was just transcending. She just really understood music and not only music, but getting across the message, the lyrics within the song. And that is something that I strive to do to this day. When I sing and when I write music, I want it to be thought-provoking, and I really want it to transcend someone who, who may be in the, in the low part of their life. They may be struggling with something. I really want to pull them out of that dark place, especially now with, with us losing loved ones and um, us fighting for our lives in the hospitals, those who are battling COVID-19. Um, I tend to, to write and sing from that standpoint so that way someone can hear the song, relate to it, and find some peace of mind. And so Whitney Houston was someone who I really looked up to um, from the very beginning. And even one of my first songs singing in church was a Whitney Houston song. <laughs> it was her version of um, Jesus Loves Me. And, of course, I went on to sing and, and emulate other songs of her, Saving All My Love For You and The Greatest Love Of All, all these great songs. But Whitney Houston has always been my number one. And then apart from Whitney Houston, uh, Brian McKnight, Mariah Carey, Beyonce, Brandy, and of course, present day, Sam Smith, Taylor Swift, Camila Cabello, Adele, um, just, just some wonderful artists, Lady Gaga, and the reason why I like some of these artists 
today and what makes them different from the, the, the older artists that I mentioned is that they're expanding their artistry. Lady Gaga, she's not just a singer. Mm-hmm. She's an actress. Beyonce, she's not just a performer. She's an activist. Taylor Swift, she's not just a singer. She, she's a musician and songwriter. So I love how these new age artists are making sure that they really own every part of their artistry. They own every part of their craft. Because that is something that, back in the day, artists didn't focus on. They didn't focus on writing their own music. They didn't focus on creating their own labels. And and all these different things, they were just focused on getting the music out. So I think I learned a lot from all these, these collective artists and how to be a better artist myself and how to expand my artistry. You know, and on that note, I, I really appreciate that, that, notion of being expansive and it and you've you have actually accomplished that in your own music because you actually are record label owner and tell me a little bit about how you made that decision to become a record label owner and and some of the why i think you covered maybe some of the why but but let's talk about that some more yeah so the reason why i decided to become my own record um excuse me record label owner is because I was, especially in college, I was writing music, I was recording hooks and stuff for, for other artists, and to go where? <laughs> you know, um, sometimes we forget the business side of the music, we forget that split sheets are a thing, we forget that royalties are a thing, and yes, we do things for the love of music, and it's our passion, but we can't forget that there's also a business side, and this is why artists today sign bad bad deals because they don't understand the business side to the artistry. Hmm. So I I decided at a, um, I think I was in college at the time still to to protect myself and the the way I was going to protect myself was opening my own record label that way my music would be published through that and released through my record label five parts. Records. And I think it was the best decision I could have made as an independent artist because it forced me to not only be a better artist, but to be business savvy. And I think we forget that this the music industry is not just about the music, but it's a business industry, a music business industry. And it's important for us to learn that side of the music as well, the business side. So that's why I started Five Barnes Records and um, I've been releasing my works, even songs that I may be writing for someone else that I have no intentions of releasing on my own. But just, just to have that sense of security, it's important to have a sense of security when it comes to your work because no one can take that away from you. Certainly. You put your blood, sweat, tears into your your music, your recording. And just like Prince, everyone knows Prince has a, well, had a vault. I don't know if he has a vault with, with all his music still, but, you know, you have to protect your art. You have to protect your work. And Five Bar Records is my way of protecting my work. Wonderful, wonderful. And, you know, and, and it even goes beyond the, the record label because... Your family is heavily involved in 
in your music and in your work, I noticed that your father is your manager, your mom is your executive producer, and I think you gave credit to your brother just a little bit earlier uh, as your creative art- artistic director. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Like I mentioned earlier, family is core to me, and my family is very, very involved in my career. Like you mentioned, my father, my manager, and that's because he has the experience in this this um, this music world, he's been down this road before, so he knows the ins and outs. And of course, he's learning new things along the way. But I trust him because he's my father first, and of course, then my manager second. So he has my best interest at heart always. My mother, executive producer, she is the the educational uh, cat behind everything. She, of course, going into this music industry, she always said to me, you "Better get your education first." Better get your education first. So, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy that um, she's still with me on this journey. And of course, my brother, being uh, the artistic director, creative director, he just has an artistic mind uh, when it comes to, to life, when it comes to music. And I'm so thankful to him because without him, I wouldn't have had my music video Two Worlds Remember. Without him, I wouldn't have. Six Ignite in my music video, uh, Catch This Line. All these wonderful things that I've done is because of the creative input of my brother. So I'm so thankful to my family because they are the core to my team, Team Scion. And we just keep pushing. And, and I want to shout out to my extended family because they don't get credit enough. Um, it takes a village to push an ar- artist forward. So I want to give a shout out to Mr. Angelo Elvey from Double Exposure. Um, I want to give a shout out to Jam in the UK, of course, BMJ Studios, all the people involved with this creating and building of my, my music videos and, of course, the upcoming projects that I have. Um, all the, the makeup artists, the, the clothing designers, Tati from Talisar. Uh, the production staff, all the crew members, chair. It takes a lot to really develop an artist. It takes a lot to even be on the forefront of things. And I just want to thank all the people who don't get enough thanks who are on the background of things because they are just as important as the artists themselves. So I want to thank everyone for, for their uh, collective efforts um, in my career. That's wonderful. That's that's wonderful. The importance of saying thank you is is um, you cannot fathom the value, I guess, of, of just being appreciative of those around you and those who are um, inputting, you know, themselves and their their time, their talent, their right. treasure into um, helping you to be the best you. So that's wonderful that you remember them. That's, that's down to the engineer and music producers it's, they're all important because they all have a say so and I think no one man can be their own island you know you, you can't go far without a team so it's important to appreciate the team who's been with you from the very beginning so I say that my team is a part of my extended family and I appreciate them all Hi, I'm Brian Moore owner of More About You, the producer of conversations with yours truly, Be More. First, I'd like to thank you for listening to our program. But secondly, I'd like to call something to your attention. Just like my guest, I believe that many of you listening have incredible life stories to share. 
You see, More About You was started on the simple belief that everyone, and I mean everyone, has a story to tell. Unfortunately, many of those stories are lost and never shared nor passed down to future generations. More About You can help preserve those personal tales in ways that can be enjoyed in the present and also used to educate in the future. I invite you to go to my website, www.moreaboutyou.com, to see how I've done this for others. And you can call me at 315-863-2466 to discuss how I can do the same for you. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Now, back to conversations. What advice would you give for up-and-coming budding artists, those who are interested in, in maybe you know, going into a career in, in uh, recording or songwriting or you know, some form of music? Well, Mr. Moore, Brian Moore, I think that it's important to instill in the youth today, I'm a youth myself, that um, they need to be true to themselves. Authenticity goes a long way. And don't just get involved in this career field because you think that there's glitter and glory and fame at the end of the road. Really do it because this is what you want to do and this you're passionate about it. Don't allow others to influence your mind. It's important for you to know who you are, know your self-worth, and do what you love to do because if you're not doing something that you're passionate about, something that you love to do, you're just not going to be happy. And it's important to be happy first and let everything fall into place. So... I would say that um, it's important for people to who, who want to be in this career path to to know that this is this is something that they want to do, not not what their parents want them to do. This is something that this is a choice that they're making because that's important. Um, we have a lot of stage parents. <laughs> I'm thankful that I don't have stage parents, but um, uh, yeah, just just make sure that this is something that you want to do. And um, also, if this is the career choice that you're choosing, make sure that you're disciplined because it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of dedication. And um, if you don't have these things, you can get it. You can you can learn how to be disciplined. You can learn time management. You can learn how to have wonderful work ethics. And of course. If this is something that you're passionate about, all of these things will fall into place. Um, and if you don't have the support, know that support is not always family-based. You can have community support. You can have friends, church family, um, school, teachers. You can use them as a support system if you are lacking the support elsewhere. So I just want people to understand that uh, support can expand beyond your, your immediate family. Um, I think it's important for people to know that as well. And I just say keep keep pushing. Have that motivation to continue to, to climb the ladder of success, and you'll get there. Willpower is everything. Wow. It is. That is, so just, that is sage advice. You say that you're a youth, but uh, that that is really <laughs> sage advice. I, I don't I don't think there's too, I don't think there's too much more that you could add to to that type of advice. And I appreciate you sharing that advice uh, with my listeners today. My last question to you, Sayan, is: We were talking earlier about 
the expansiveness of artists today. And I want to ask you, what is your definition of ultimate expansion or being ultimately expansive for yourself? Well, my definition of, you know, being expansive as an artist is just not being in one lane. Sometimes we get stuck in one lane and, you know, we get older and, you know, time is not on our side. We can't perform. Like, for me, I know that, you know, there's Tina Turner who is performing, well, was performing so well in, I think, her 70s or her, her 60s, and that's great, but that may not be the route for every artist. So it's important to expand yourself, and that way you can have longevity in your career. And for me, I know it's going to, for me, it's, it's expanding well beyond my artistry as a singer, well beyond me recording. I have a platform. I have my own record label. So, of course, I would like to expand myself by opening that platform to other independent artists at some point, other um, artists who want to grow and get that artist development that's lacking in today's music industry. There's no such thing as artist development anymore. You know, you just have to be the full package. And I think it's important to have artist development because artist development teaches you how to sing better by vocal, by way of vocal training, how to dance better by way of dance training, how to perform better by, of course, um, performance ethics classes and, and all these wonderful things. And I think it's lacking today. So, of course, for me, I'm going to expand myself on that, uh, on that end, of course, by opening my doors to other independent artists. And, of course, by lending my voice causes like I'm doing today, being a semi-activist, and all these wonderful things. I haven't figured out everything that I want to do, but of course I want to continue acting, I want to continue recording, I want to continue songwriting, singing, and of course, like I said, expanding my doors to other independent artists, because I know how hard it is, and I know the journey, it it gets really, really rough. So it's important for us to stand together as independent artists and to support one another. And that's what I intend to do in the long run. That's awesome, Sion. And do you have any any additional thoughts or anything else that you want to share before we close out? Absolutely. I want to thank you, uh, Mr. Brian Moore, and the entire Fistitude Conversations uh, platform listeners for uh, lending me your ears and and for having this wonderful conversation. I want to thank you so much. I appreciate the the time that you took to have me on your platform today. And everyone listening in, I want to um, say that I have a lot of new things coming, but of course, the main focus today is Hot Sauce, and it is available for download on every platform. So go ahead and download my song, Hot Sauce Today, on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal. It is available everywhere, um, Amazon. And you guys can find out more about me. Go ahead to my website at www.iamsion.com, I-A-M-S-A-Y-O-N-N-E, iamsion.com. You guys can see my whole repertoire of music there. Um, and, of course, you guys can keep it locked in with me on Instagram at I am Scion, Twitter at I am Scion, and Facebook at I am Scion, I A M S 
A-Y-O-N-N-E. And of course, if you guys want to check out your girl's dance moves and other music videos, you can keep it locked on my YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, and comment on my YouTube channel at Zayad. S-A-Y-O-N-N-E. I want to thank you guys all for lending me your ears. And go ahead and check out my music today. It's available everywhere. Hot sauce by your girl, Zion. And I would just add that you are truly living up to your name, Sion. You are sweet, lovable, and we will add spicy. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you take good care, and the best best of luck to you, and and all that you you're doing. Continue success. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And one last thing, I have to um, say before we go. Thank you to everyone in the front lines, first responders, medical uh, staff, um, healthcare workers, postal workers, uh, the grocery store employees, cashiers, everyone who is still working today, security, like just, just everyone. Thank you all for, for protecting our country and keeping us all safe and keeping this country running. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And for those of you who lost loved ones due to COVID-19, we stand with you. We love you, and we'll continue to, to rise above this, this pandemic. We just experienced a major heat wave here in the Northeast United States. So I'd like to leave you with a little bit of Scion's appropriately titled track, Hot Sauce. Stay safe. I got hot sauce in my bags. And peace. Just what I'm gonna say Serving all this dripping like a waiter Not too many like me Original, don't fight me Say what I want and never from Make a hater won't come fight me Not too many like me Number one, no copy Do what I want, a fire that you can't put out inside me